When looking for a new home, location is so important. And as sports fans, you obviously want to be close to your favorite sports teams. So if you're in the market of buying a new home, you gotta check out Aria Denver Homes. They are located just 10 minutes away from downtown, Coors Field, Pepsi Center, and Bronco Stadium at Mile High. So what makes Aria Denver unique is the home buying process is all about you. You know, we offer free home inspections. We make sure we're in a great location in Denver, um, as well as we outreach into the community and have a lot of involvement with a lot of different businesses, as well as, you know, parks and other areas in the location. Like Tyler mentioned, Aria Denver believes the home buying process is all about you. That's why they offer that free home inspection, customizable finishes, and brand new appliances. But that's not all. So we specifically have a greenhouse on campus at Aria um, that residents are able to sign up for a subscription service and have fresh veggies delivered to, to their door each week. And then we also have a great relationship with Regis University. So our partnership with Regis allows residents to have access to the fitness center and gym. Move today where everyone wants to live tomorrow. To learn more, go to www.aria.denverskylofts.com or call them today at 720-372-1022. Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Konigsberg, alongside Zach Stevens and Andrew Mason. And, of course, the DNVR Broncos podcast is presented by Strava Craft Coffee. It's a CBD-infused coffee that not only tastes incredible, but it can relieve your everyday aches and pains, your anxiety, migraines, and so much more. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Use code BSN2019 to receive 20% off. I'm sure we will change that code soon, but it's a good one for now. And as it is our end of the week podcast here, uh, we actually will be doing one tomorrow. But on Thursdays now, we award a WGT winner. And there's a problem. (laughs) I counted... At least three hole-in-ones, which is just absurd and actually kind of makes me mad. Um, But I lost track of who all had the hole-in-ones. I had the first one, then two more came in, and there might even be a third for all I know. So here's the deal. If you got a hole-in-one, you got to have proof, obviously, but email Lindsay, L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y, at, oh gosh, I I assume it's still at bsndenver.com because my email hasn't changed yet. Um, Email Lindsay at bsndenver.com. Show her your proof and we'll get you all taken care of but because this is now a problem and because you pissed ryan off yeah (laughs) we have we're making changes to the way this thing works because i'm not going to allow you guys to play it 60 times and if you do it's it's going to take up like four hours of your time (laughs) so be our guest yeah go ahead if if you want to spend all your days playing wgt after going to freewgt.com go ahead but we're done with this early hole nonsense. <laughs> so this week, 
We are going to the ninth mm. at Kiowa Island. At least you didn't go to 18. Yeah, that well, would have been just a middle <laughs> finger to everybody. <laughs> We're going to the ninth at Kiowa Island on the closest of the whole challenge. So it's not actually the ninth hole, but it is the the last hole on the closest of the whole challenge. You got to play the whole thing to get this in, and. We, uh, uh, it's a nice little 172 yard par three. I just played it once, got it to like 10 feet. Um, so you're gonna have to play the whole thing to get your submission in. Playing it once is not a time commitment. So you all need to still play, but I'm not going to let you just keep playing it over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and what you got going on there, Mace? <laughs> Trying to turn, I was trying to turn the uh, laptop down because it started auto-playing uh, part of Matt McChesney's podcast, but I would <laughs> turn the brightness down instead. You gotta be <laughs> it's the problem with this stupid little touchpad thing that they have on Macs now, on if MacBooks. The, there's one, if there's one pod you can't play during <laughs> our pod, it's yes. uh, McChesney Unchained. Bleep, bleep. Um, okay, so congratulations to the people who got hole-in-ones, even though you played like 100 times, I get it, but... This week, we're not going to allow that. And if we are, you're going to spend your whole week doing it. Which, hey, go ahead. This is when we see the, the, the who's really good. You know, if you're still getting hole-in-ones on this one, then you're really good. Exactly. Uh, and WGT, the, the fine <laughs> folks over there. Just so you know, Ryan, a smirk, a big smile has now emerged on his face. They sent me a trophy. <laughs> That's how much I'm wiping the floor with you guys in this contest. They were like, wow, this is just insane. It's, uh, it's utter domination. It's, it's uh, a dynasty, they described it as. And then they sent me a trophy, and it is now proudly displayed on my desk here at Dove Valley. It so, is. You wasted no time either. You yep. got the trophy yesterday on the desk today. It's the first trophy I've gotten in a while. Like, I mean, I have like a case of them at home, but... Uh, it's the first one I've had in a while, so I'm pretty proud of that trophy. Is this a participation trophy? I nope. Think? It says winner on it. <laughs> it says winner in big letters right on it. And so speaking of that, Zach, what'd you get this week? What'd you get this week? Well, do, you, do you have the uh, screenshot to prove it? Oh, uh, yeah, you lost again. <laughs> I got 3.65 feet to the hole. Mace, what'd you get? I don't have the screenshot. It was 15.5. Hey, I got uh, second place. Oh, Silver, congrats. 10.25. 10.25. Uh, that's six in a row for me. Six in a row. Feels I, good. This is one I should have done over and over because it was at the start. I don't know that I'm going to have many chances or time enough to play enough rounds to get more than one chance I'll make at the ninth hole at Kiowa. I'll make sure that I beat you this week. I'll make sure of it. You do that. I'll be the guy spending my weekend on this app. All right. <laughs> so it's the ninth at Kiwa. Uh, you guys keep beating me every week, but none of these people at this table can <laughs> beat me. So that's fine with me. All right. We got a game to preview here. Like I said, we will be back on the podcast tomorrow. It'll just be Mace and I uh, doing a quick little Friday pod, a little bonus pod, sixth pod of the week for you tomorrow. But with Zach here, we're going to get our full game preview in. So. Zach, you're bringing back quick hitters. Mm, yes, yes. We need to bring these back. And the first one, what's going on with Jalen Ramsey? He was sick. He had the flu. Then his back hurt. Then I think his hips hurt. Then a hamstring. Maybe throw a shoulder in there. Now his family is having a baby in Nashville. So he needs to leave Jacksonville, go to Nashville to be there for the birth. Is he going to play? No. He's not going to play, in my opinion. And the other thing, 
How many excuses is he going to have left after this week? They're going to have to trade him just because he's gone through every single excuse you can think of. I mean, yep. I mean what's next? Is he going to have? Is he's going to have mono? He's going to be the second <laughs> prominent NFL player to come down with mono this season. He's going to have mono that can go away when he's traded, though. You know, it's like it's a like mono only in Jackson. Norovirus is coming. Mm. He uh, he mismanaged this. He should have thought of a week long excuse on yeah. Monday yeah. instead of just a new excuse every day. Like I remember in 2007 when the Rockies playoff schedule came out, I saw, oh, my God, both of the first two games are during while I'm in school. They're day games to start the playoffs against the Phillies. I'm like, so I need to come up with a two-day – I can't do, like, 24-hour flu. I got to have a two-day issue here. Uh, and my mom bought it, or so I thought. And then the second day when I woke up, I was like, ah, I'm still not feeling well. She's like, yeah, I bet. You got Rocky's fever, huh? <laughs> so, But she was cool and let me, uh, let me stay home from school and watch the Rockies as they – began their sweep of the Phillies. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey totally mismanaged this. He kept giving one-day excuses. You're going to run out eventually. So is he playing? No. I'm going to say yes. You think they're like, this is all a grand plan to like confuse the Broncos? I think it's a grand plan to just have him play each and every week. And I don't think he's going to practice again when he's with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I think at least for the, for, for the next week or two, He's going to play until he really, really reaches the holdout of saying, I'm not playing anymore. So they don't think his toxicity, is that a word, Mace? That is a word, yes. They don't think his toxicity will affect them on, on Sundays, but they don't want it around the building on Monday through Saturday. I, they're 1-0 they're in their past one game right now. They want Jalen on the field. They want to see if they can get back to 500 this week. Well, well don't forget, cornerback is arguably the most individual positions on the defensive right. side. So that's a spot where you could – conceivably practice without him and if he knows doesn't even have to know the game plan just has to know the receivers in front of him then he can do a credible job here's what i know about jalen ramsey zach what are the first four letters of his last name uh, <laughs> rams rams and rams never play well on that field so the broncos have nothing to worry wow. about <laughs> all right let's they move did to last the, year though let, let's move to the broncos side and see if this will finally show up, will the Broncos get a sack? So if I'm doing over-unders here, it would be 0.5. I mean, they have to, right? <laughs> like That's what we thought last week. I know, but that, that was still like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> this is at home against a rookie quarterback. They have to. Like I'm just playing the percentages here. I, I, they just have to get a sack. So I'll take the over. Let's see. Gardner Minshew so far this season was not sacked by the Titans in week three, but overall has been sacked five times in 93 dropbacks. So that is roughly one every 18.6 dropbacks. That's not roughly. It's exactly. I'm going to say the over-under is two. Over-under is two. So one and a half or two and a half? I'm going to go with the over. You're taking... Three sacks. Taking three sacks. Woo. That's I'm just, bold. I'm, I'm going, going for a lot of bad trends for the Broncos ending this week. Mm. I'm, going all, I'm going all in on these streaks that we keep referring to, the, the lack of sacks, lack of takeaways, well, sub-20 let, let, points. Let's get, let's get there yeah. right now. I'm, I'm going yes, the Broncos will get a sack. I'm not going, I'm not going Mace's two and a half, though. I'm just going yes, they'll get a sack. 
No, no. Turnovers. Mace, how do you feel? You, you clearly feel good. Bosby's going to have a pick. And in mm, fact, a reason, a reason why I think the Broncos will get to 20 is I'm going to roll the dice and say they get a pick six. Mm, wow. From the Boz. Boz pick six. I love it. They'll throw at him. I mean, Gardner Minshew probably will try to avoid Chris Harris Jr. He's a rookie, but he's smart. He knows what number 25 means in that secondary. So that means he's going to target Bosby. And Bosby will have some moments where he allows some catches. But you know the way he plays, he'll end up compensating for that with a play on the ball that results in a pick. If there's one thing I really like about the Boz, it's that he, he'll gamble on these short throws. Mm-hmm. And you can do that. You don't want to gamble 15 yards down the field because you're already into the second level, and if you gamble there, the guy could be gone. But you can gamble on a five-yard out. You can gamble on a slant, and you still have support behind you. So I like that idea. I am not going to go that way. I will say the Broncos do not get a turnover. I think Minshew just will not take any risks. Like I think they're showing him the Rodgers film and just saying, like, look at this. He just says, oh, play's not there. Throw it away. And that's his game, too. It's he's used to making very quick decisions. So I'm also going to go no. I think the Broncos go halfway, and they get the sack, not the turnover. It's progress. But Minshew doesn't like the throwaway. He's a 73% completion percentage passer. But this year— And he was last year. He was even higher than that, or right around that at Washington State as well. He doesn't like the throwaway because it affects his completion percentage. Through three games, though, he's only thrown one pick. Right. It'd be interesting. I mean, we also aren't, we're discounting like fumbles, muffed punts. Right. All that stuff can happen too. It's just you can't predict it really. Minshew fumbled three times against the Texans in week two. Strip sacks? Well, no, because he only has, how many times has he been sacked? Oh, he's been sacked four times? He He was sacked sacked four times in that game, and he ran it six times. Okay. Six times for over 50 yards. Wow. Yeah. As Clark Griswold would say. 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at the other side. How many times will Joe Flacco get sacked by, well, by the entire Jacksonville team, but led by Colorado native, Denver native, South High School native, Clay Campbell? Can you pronounce the other uh, good pass rusher they have? No, I can't pronounce that. <laughs> Is it Yannick Ngakwe? Ngawe. Uh, I was close. I've, I was I've close. never tried. I've never tried. When he came out for the draft, I made a point of working on that name to get it right. And you haven't even mentioned Josh Allen. Yep. Their first-round pick who already has two sacks yep. so far this season. A lot of problems um, posed by the Jaguars. How many sacks does Cleland Farrell have? Anyone know? No. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going Flacco sacks three and a half. Over, under. Ooh. Okay, mm. 13 sacks for the Jaguars this year so far. We know about that. Would that would be over. That would be on the over route. But it's going what, over. Was it eight or nine against the Titans alone? Nine, I think. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So four in the other two games against Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Now, the thing is, this is the first time that the Jaguars are right. facing a stationary target <laughs> at quarterback. Yeah. Right. Mariota does have some mobility, but frankly, he got in trouble when he stayed in the pocket. So. Mario, real quick, Mariota uh, bust. Are we going bust yet? Because I'm ready to go bust. Yes, of course. Yep. But it's an injury-related bust. He hasn't been the same since shredding his knee at the end of 2015, and I put an asterisk on that. Okay. That's fair. fair. Or 2016, pardon me. That's the thing. He Through his second year, he looked like he was the real deal. I remember when the Broncos played them back in December of 2016 out there. They didn't score a lot. Mariota was a reason why they won the game. 
kept yep. him off balance with his legs. He has not been the same since that injury, even though he did have that playoff win that he and the Titans had in <laughs> Kansas City. He threw a touchdown pass to himself. Yes. <laughs> so I, I don't – if there's a legitimate injury reason that causes a decline, I don't call him a bust. I call him a what-if. To me, Mario was a what-if. So oh. how many sacks on Flacco by this group? Well, considering that Flacco is a stationary target um, – I'm going to say four. <laughs> I'm going over as well. I think we could uh, tie Joe Flacco's career high before last week. I think I think he could get sacked five times. Heck, he may tie his career high that he set last week in six, but I definitely like the over. How many does Bowles give up? <sighs> well, he was, he was involved with two. One of them, Reisner, kind of got involved and pushed the rusher. Over. I'm saying two. You're saying two? I'm okay. saying two. Is there Are, a holding penalty on Bowles? Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. We I, all take the. <laughs> I uh, I already called my shot. I can't tempt fate twice. <laughs> all right. Now let's move on to Flacco interceptions. I'm putting this at point five. So will he throw a pick? Yep. Yep, he will. Mace. No, he won't. I'm going yes. Yes, I, I, th- I think he will. This is not going to be... Jaguars crisp. still looking for their first pick this season. Oh, well, Jalen could, uh, could be the answer to that, those Rams. All right, Emmanuel Sanders catches five and a half. Over. Under. Ooh, I'm going to go over because first game, they didn't go after Emmanuel. Second game, they went crazy toward Emmanuel. Third game, nothing. I think this is going to follow the trend, and they're going to go crazy. I think he's going to get... Tons of targets. Yeah, they don't want to deal with seven more days of sour Emmanuel. <laughs> Here's the problem, though. Emmanuel, he's, he'll tend to get open on intermediate to deeper routes, but you're going against a pass rush that predicates getting the ball out quickly. To me, this may be a Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay, tight ends in the flat kind of game. Fair, fair. All right, Broncos points. Let's set the bar high here, guys. Really, really high. Let's go 19 and a half. I know what Mace is taking. <laughs> I'm calling for the pick six. It's going to help the Broncos get to exactly 20 points. So I'm going to say the over, even though by saying 20, my chances of getting this right are slim. Uh, <laughs> I'm choosing optimism, guys. I'm choosing optimism. Mace is optimism really trying. Uh, Mace is really trying to uh, incite a positive vibes Thursday. He's here. Trying to will a win today. Uh, I'm going under. You're going under. I am going under as well. The Jaguars give up 15 points a game. The Broncos score 15.3 points a game. We'll a get match to our, made in heaven. We'll get to our picks later, but. I think I'm going to take the over on the Broncos, 15.3 points, but I'm going under. Actually, the Jaguars give up 20 points a game. Oh, 20 points a game. Because 40 to the Chiefs and then 20 in the last two weeks. But they are, that is the, I think they're a top 10 defense in terms of points given up. Yeah, 20 per game. Okay, 20, my bad. Again, the Chiefs are kind of messing that up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and final one. Would you rather have Gardner Minshew or Joe Flacco, and I'm going to pose this three different times. The first one, I'll say for a career. Right, right now. So, so now, right now, moving forward, the rest of their career. Oh, Minshew. Oh, I'm going to go Minshew too. All right. So this season, the rest of this season. 
Ming Shu. I'd rather Ming-Chu. go with a young guy and see what he's got. And now what? Well, there's an interesting Drew Lock thing in here, but it's going to complicate it to go down there. Right. So I'm just right. Leave that out of this. This game. This is the easiest one to me. Minshew, easy in a heartbeat. Why? I've got Minshew. I've got Minshew mania. Yeah. I'm I'm rolling on the Gardner Minshew train this week. You don't have Flacco fever. <laughs> I don't, but for some reason that hasn't bit me yet. <laughs> yeah, the, he has the momentum. Like yep. Flacco's trying to dig out of a hole while Gardner's just riding riding the wave. Yep. Ah <sighs> man. And that's, that's the thing is, I understand this could be extremely short-sighted and stupid to pick him for this game, for this season, for the rest of his career, but come on, you, you got to ride the hot hand right Here's now. Here's the thing, and I'm thinking about this out loud here as you present this to me. <laughs> the Broncos need a jolt of energy badly, mm. and I'm just not feeling it from Flacco. I'm not feeling the energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. So, I got to go with Minshew. I got to go with somebody who injects some elan, some fire, some... Wait, we just had a word of the day. What's the... <laughs> I thought it was his, a college. <laughs> it, yeah, Elon University, yes. Uh, formerly nicknamed the Fighting Christians. Now, Elon's kind of, you know, basically your aura. Okay. Okay. As it were. That's is it that. spelled like Elon as well? E-L-A-N. Not E-L-A-N. spelled E-L-O-N. Okay. okay, there you go. I but like I like that word. It's nice and short. It, yeah. You know now, Elon, Elon, the town Elon is in used to be called Elon College. So it literally it was Elon College in Elon College, North Carolina. Like it's wow. outside of Burlington. Oh, wow. Alamance County. I feel like it's, it's like something in like a math problem. Like you have to take three to the Elon. <laughs> <laughs> Math. You got your mind on math. Yeah. Imagine wow. how much Elon discussion we'd be having if the Broncos had drafted Ole Udo, the offensive lineman from there in recent years. I liked him coming out. Was he drafted? Because yeah. I, I remember him. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. B- big guy. Raw. Lump of clay. <laughs> type of guy. <laughs> Here, now, now we can get into a more general discussion of this game. Here's why I have... Minshew mania why I've been caught up in the wave this guy has it and now will that translate to being a successful career who knows but right now his team believes in him he believes in him his coach believes in him this guy loves football on the conference call yesterday we found out a little bit about how much he loves football and that is he tried to break his hand (laughs) Because he loves football so much, and that's kind of where that ended. I did some more research last night. It was during a red shirt year, right? Yes. It was It was to make a red shirt year. He had played in one half of football near yes. the end of the season, and if he, he, he was now the backup. And if he had played in one more game, he was going to lose the opportunity to, become, to, to, to red shirt that season as well. And he said, I want to do everything possible to make sure that I can play as long as I can in football. And my best option is to be redshirt this year. Which tells you that he was not thinking about the NFL. Right. That he was just... Exactly. He he was under the mindset for quite a while that college was it. And this was when he was at... uh, Where where was his first stop after JUCO? Uh, East East Carolina. Yep. Yep. We have a couple of fans of ECU that subscribe. Yep, yep. Playing for uh, Scotty Montgomery, former Bronco wide receiver. So this is when he was there. He went home. He grabbed a bottle of Jack Daniels, took a pull, 
had a hammer in the other hand, smashed his hand. Didn't work. Didn't break it. Took another pull of Jack Daniels. Smashed his hand again. Didn't work. Didn't this break is it. like straight out of like 1920s <laughs> stuff. This is amazing. He took another pull. Smashed his hand again. Realized he wasn't going to be able to do it. He wasn't going to be able to break his hand. God wanted to protect his hand, if you believe in that sort of thing. He did this on his throwing hand. That's it. Exactly. This is where I have an issue. This is where I have a large issue with this. There are many ways to hurt yourself. First of all, how about your left hand? <laughs> right. Second of all, like, what about like your pinky toe? What are we thinking here? Or why not just your pinky if, if you're going to go the hand route? I don't know. Or, like, why don't you go straight up, uh, was it Van Gogh? <laughs> Cut off your ear. <laughs> I feel like you could, you could make the case, like, I can't put on the helmet because a piece of my ear is missing. He probably mm-hmm. thought that because he said if he did, if he broke his left hand, he thought they were going to make him play through it, which I don't think that would have well, been the case. A, there's a lot of reasons why ECU was bad <laughs> 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 while he was there. But but is, isn't that crazy? I mean, this guy just loves football. Now, is that going to help him on Sunday? He's also Probably insane, okay. but he <laughs> loves football. <laughs> he had a forty, but this is the guy who's a forty-two on yep, the wonder. Like, I mean, the thing, cl- that's in general when you, you talk to him and his football IQ, his his processor, his ability to learn an offense and ingest it quickly, evidenced by how quickly he got up to speed in the air raid at Washington State. Clearly, he's a naturally smart individual, but as we know, smart people do dumb things. This is a dumb thing. Okay, so here is the piece of the story that is missing. In your story, he had three total pulls of Jack Daniels. Yeah. There was at least 17 before this whole thing started for any of this to make sense. Had to have been, right? Unbelievable. Or that first poll was long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. When I'm, I was in college, they used to do uh, the old 10-second poll. Oh, never. <laughs> Although, now that I know this story, I may have to uh, sneak a little Jack Daniels in. Mm. Uh, yeah, we can do... Oh, we have the tailgate. <laughs> that, yeah, I may, I may bring a, bring a little, little swig of hey, some you, Jack and Coke to the tailgate. You bring the, the Jack, I'll bring the hammer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get a red But honestly, real quick, we do have the tailgate. We are partnering with Sons of Mile High um, as champions of Westward. We just felt it was a symbiotic relationship, kind of like our relationship with Symbiotax. We are joining together for a tailgate. Uh, It's going to be awesome. Lot N. Jot that into your brain. Lot N at empower field at mile high <laughs> we will be tailgating with the sons of mile high they're really awesome they put an awesome tailgate we're gonna have breckenridge brew someone uh, someone texted me or someone dm me and said hey uh do i need to bring my own breckenridge brew or will you have them for sale and I was like, buddy are you in for a surprise we're gonna have them for free <laughs> you don't have to sell you don't have to buy anything from us you've already uh, supported us enough unless you want to buy a shirt that's cool mm. but come through lot n going to be a, a great way to start the day, and, and we'll bring the jack and the hammer and see what happens. <laughs> and a great way to start the weekend. Let's do some picks, guys. First one is tonight. The Eagles, who are undefeated on Thursday night under the new or under the regime, uh, and I think Carson Wentz as well, are 4-0, undefeated on Thursday night football, going into Green Bay to play the Packers. Packers four-and-a-half-point favorites. My Bills, they're uh, they're three and zero. They're rolling. 
My Eagles are in a world of trouble. Oh. They're one and two right now. Their receivers can't catch. Remember That's how I talked you? about Mariota throwing touchdowns to himself? If they're going to win this game, Carson Wentz has to throw touchdowns. <laughs> wow. Um, no one can hold on to a ball out there, despite Carson Wentz throwing maybe one of the most beautiful spirals in football. <laughs> and they're playing this team that is the offense clicking away from being a juggernaut. And I'm afraid that they've had too many weeks to learn while winning. Mm. I think they're going to pop off tonight. Mm. Uh, maybe there's a, a little bit of a shootout here, but I, I rarely do this picking against my Eagles. I think the Packers are going to have a heyday. Woo, I was wow. definitely going to go Eagles, but I have to go Packers after that. <laughs> <laughs> Talked you out of it. You did quickly. Mace, who are you taking? Eagles just are too banged up right now. Green Bay at home, Thursday night games, even though the Eagles are a good Thursday night team, they generally favor the home team, especially when there's a time zone of travel involved. Eagles going from the eastern to the central time zones in this case. And as a Packers shareholder, I can't really pick against the Packers here, so i got to go Green Bay. Did you see this is a, 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 a hole that I have no interest in going down because it's too complicated for my tiny brain. But did you see that Spencer Dinwiddie of the Nets is converting his contract into an investment platform? So you can literally buy shares in Spencer Dinwiddie. And I had a person who's smart explain this to me. Essentially, he has a, a his in 2022, I want to say, he has a team option. The way that you would make money on this investment, or he has a player option, is if he declines the player option and makes more money, then you would like make money on your investment. Wow. But it's, it makes sense for him because all the money, he gets a, essentially a dividend off of all the people who buy stock in him instantly. So he can take that money and invest it. And, and so he gets more money up front. Wow. And then you're basically like, banking on Spencer Dinwiddie to ball out and if that happens then you make money on your investment that's something else that's that's crazy let's get something to where that I know about <laughs> let's talk about the Chiefs seven point underdog or favorites going into Detroit playing the Lions so the line closed at five last week for the Chiefs we got it wrong mm. um but if we would have gotten the late line we would have pushed <laughs> yeah so in my eyes the Chiefs have still yet to not cover a spread uh, oh. or lose against the spread. Oh, hey. Uh, give me them until until they lose. Mm. They're just going to keep scoring. This one is easy. The line is not high enough, Chiefs. Yeah. I can't. I, I've got to, again, I'm kind of with Ryan here. I've got to see something that shows that the Chiefs aren't a juggernaut before I start picking against them willy-nilly. And yep. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, that might be the best team they face like all year. Well, they got the Patriots. Okay. Other than the Patriots. <laughs> so they gave them, they, got, they kept it within five with a late touchdown. It was a backdoor cover. I'm actually looking forward to seeing them against Minnesota's defense later on in the season. Mm. And even Green Bay's defense, the way it's playing as well, yeah, can cause some problems. Boy, that Pats-Chiefs game will be fun. All right, this is quite a line. You have the Chargers going into Miami to play the terrible Dolphins. Chargers are 16-point favorites. God, poor Dolphins fans, (laughs) if they actually exist. Uh -uh. Um, They do. Chargers. I can't believe I'm saying this. What's the average margin of loss for the Dolphins so far? (sighs) 
They okay, your pick's already locked in, so now I can reveal this information. Oh, uh, you got a little something, something. The Patriots beat them by 16 last week. Did they really? Yep. No, 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 no. Or was that the Jets? That was that the, they, the Jets. Oh, okay, yeah. No, the Dolphins Different. played the, the Dolphins played the Cowboys last week. Right. And it was actually a respectable game For at half. halftime in Dallas. It was. 10-6 to six in favor of the Cowboys. And then Dallas pulled away in the second half. I'm taking the Dolphins. Oh, I wait, want those the, points. What was the final score? 31-6. to six. <laughs> But I think at home they'll hang in a little more. And this, is, this is the sort of game. This is, the Chargers always have these confounding games. This, is, this would be right There's there. going to be like 1,700 people over the age of 70 in the stands, and that's <laughs> it. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. As someone who lived in Florida – for over a dozen years, um, the crowd at a football game, especially in late September when it's still hot as blazes, there might be a lot of empty seats there, but it will not be this retirement home crowd that you, <laughs> having your stereotype on the state of Florida, Hold on. think it will be. Hold on. I went to a game in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium. It was Broncos, Dolphins, and... They were done, and that's the crowd that I saw there. <laughs> when was the game played? At the end of the season. Exactly. The weather's a lot nicer. In the early part of the season, a <laughs> lot of the missing? people who oh. are it, – it, it was like 78 You're saying degrees. the old people don't want to go because it's too hot. They're, they're smart. It's absolutely miserable, be, miserable to be outside in Florida at this time of year. All right. In the all right, day. All right, all right. So it's a younger crowd. And, it's, and also, I mean, I didn't – okay. You went to that game. I didn't think that was a, a an old crowd. I thought it was a normal crowd. I didn't see anyone leave their seats. I don't know if they're capable of standing up. <laughs> oh it doesn't gosh. mean they're old. It means they're bored. <laughs> bored by watching yet another mediocre Dolphins team. Now they're bored by watching a horrific Dolphins team. This is the way it's been for the Dolphins basically since Dan Marino retired. They had a, a brief burst early in the 2000s with Ricky Williams. That one outlier season in 2008 was with the late Tony Sperano coaching the Wildcat year. Ronnie Brown, big year, Chad Pennington at quarterback, and then a playoff appearance out of nowhere in 2016. The Dolphins fans have been watching mediocre to bad football for a long time, and that's another cautionary tale for the Broncos, by the way, mm. is the Miami Dolphins. Because at one point, guys, the Dolphins had a pretty broad fan base, had a lot of passion down in South Florida for that team, kind of like the Broncos here, and had a legacy of, of success over multiple decades. From 1970 through, really, through about 2002, 2003, this was one of the best franchises in the NFL, and now it's completely irrelevant, and this could happen to the Broncos if they're not careful. All this to say, Mace is taking the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm taking the Chargers. Give me the, I don't care about the 60. I think their average margin of loss is in the 30s. Woof. And last one before the Broncos game, Raiders going into Indianapolis. Colts, seven-point favorites. Who you got? Colts. Raiders are off the rails. Yep, I'm going Colts as well. Raiders are bad. Colts right. are going to have that perfectly functional 10-6, and 11-5 type season. They, they look good. Imagine Not great, what, but good. Imagine what they'd be with Andrew Luck. It's, it's Shame. crazy. All right, and final one, Jaguars. Coming into Denver, Broncos three-point favorites at the moment. Are you taking the Broncos with a field goal? Are you going Jacksonville? And give me your score. I'm going 20-10. to 10. 
Broncos. Oh, give me the Broncos. Oh. I'll give the points. Wow. Mm, oh man, that and I'm feeling confident. optimistic. You know, I'm, I'm, people are saying, "Oh, you guys are negative." Blah blah blah. I'm I'm giving you optimism today. <laughs> and yeah, I don't have much reason to believe the Broncos can get 20 points based on empirical data, based on stats. I'm going with my gut here. I now, like my that. gut feeling can sometimes be indigestion. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Zach? I'm going Jags. Okay. 17 to 16. I think the Broncos beat their average offensive output by 0.7 points, but it's just not enough against Minshew Mania. And then the season's over. Yep. Uh, the season is, isn't just over. The season is spiraling out of control. If they lose this game, I'm my post-game story is the – Rebuild. Yep. It's the rebuild story. It's, am, it's time. And then it's like, it's time to start making trades. I'm so conflicted. Yep. I have multiple gut feelings, and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> One you side can take of, Pepto for that, I yeah. hear. <laughs> <laughs> One side of my gut is telling me that this thing is about to go into a very dark place and that it it could get ugly in this game. The other side of my gut is telling me... Everyone is so down on the Broncos, and they're not actually as bad as they look. And against a pretty average team, we're going to see what they actually are, and they're going to beat them comfortably. And I just I don't know where the coin is going to land. <laughs> so, going to predict a tie. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I really don't know. I really, I, I have no strong feelings on this. So because I'm a positive person and it's positive vibes Thursday, thanks to Mace, I'm going to say the Broncos win and I'm going to say they do it 19 to 13. There you go. Now, quick plug Ola for a story on the DNVR.com. If you want the details, you can read it here. But I go into some of the better 0-3 teams of the last 20 years. Teams that actually were on the positive side of first downs and total yardage relative to their opponents, but were still 0-3. An example of one of these teams was the Texans last year, and they went 11-5. Another example, the 2017 Browns. That just shows the kind of edge the Broncos are walking along here and how it could go either way. There could be revival or it could be a complete disaster. Right, right. Okay, I want to take you guys inside the new DNVR office. And it's been pretty cool. I've been there for the entirety of the last two days. Uh, and just, we've got, like, it's not a, it's not a large office. Uh, but we've got people just scattered around the floors, like creating graphics and doing all these cool things. And it's been a really rewarding couple days, just like seeing what all of these minds put together can do when we're all in the same room, or at least a lot of us are in the same room. But one thing that has been constant is we built this, we built this set that we're calling the lounge set. And you guys will get a preview of it very soon. But one of the things we have in there is a is a fridge that's full of Breck beers. And the idea was like to have the visual of a fridge full of Breck beers. But over the last couple of days, that fridge has been decimated <laughs> as all of us just can't resist the Colorado core and the Breck lager that is in there. Everyone has just been 
tipping back damn good beers, especially once we get into like the three to five o'clock hours of the day. Uh, and it's been really fun just everyone, you know, kind of comparing their tastes on the Colorado core and on the lager. Uh, yesterday I did the BSN Buffs podcast. We started around 5 p.m. We all just cracked a Breck lager uh, to, mm-hmm. to enjoy the podcast even more. So shout out to Breck Brew. They've been the, uh, the unofficial or maybe the official fuel of the last couple of days at BSN. Oh. At DNVR. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm still struggling, too. Don't worry. Um, but we, we really, really appreciate them uh, for what, they, what they've done for us and, and for supplying us with the cold snacks that keep us going. And also, speaking of cold snacks and sports and other good things like that, you guys got to head down to Infinity Park the weekend of October 5th and 6th to check out the International Women's Rugby Sevens event and eat delicious international food while listening to incredible bands. Infinity Park is the only U.S. stop for this rugby series, and teams from around the world are participating. This series is crucial for athletes as they prepare for the 2020 Olympics. Rugby Sevens is a physically demanding game of speed, endurance, and intensity with some of the world's most talented athletes. If you're a sports fan of any kind, you'll be blown away and highly entertained watching these women compete. What's even better is to be able to enjoy this with the entire family at an incredible price. Adult passes are only 20 bucks, and they're only 15 when you use the code BSN5. Kids under 12... Uh, kids 12 and under are $10 and kids three and under are free for the entire weekend. Visit infinity park at glendale.com for all of your information and grab tickets. That's infinity park at glendale.com. Why don't we hop into the questions boys? First one coming in from Broncos G. Hello, Ryan, Zach, and Mace. I'm a 15-year-old, long-time subscriber, first-time commenter from Frankfurt, Germany. I have Swedish roots, so shout out to the Swedish DNVR community, especially Timmy from Sweden. I felt that I had to comment when the episode Playing Time Machine GM, someone commented that he was from Frankfurt, Germany as well. But right now, I'm studying abroad in Ottawa, Canada. My username pronounced Broncos G, as I properly said, is a combination of my two favorite sports teams. SGE means sports. I don't even know. I'm going to guess that the first word is sport. Geminde Eintracht Frankfurt. There we go. Thank you, Mace. I was going to say sport Gemini. And I wasn't going to try. Is my favorite soccer team. And the Broncos are, of course, my favorite football team. The only game I have ever been to was the Jets team last season. Except for my, except for the FYTV chance, it sucked. My question, if Drew Locke starts from week 9 to week 17, what kind of stats do you expect from him? And what's the Broncos' record with those stats? Love the rebranding. Much love from, from Ottawa. Broncos G. He's already more well-traveled than I. <laughs> <laughs> He's only 15. Or she. I don't know if we got a, a he or a she in there. Um First of all, is that our new youngest listener? I think so. All right. I think 15 does it. All right. Well, or wait, no. Don't we have a freshman in high school? Yeah. That would be 14, uh, I think. Oh, yeah. I turned 15 in March of my freshman year. Yep. So it, it all depends. It all depends. <laughs> um, okay. Drew Locke. Eight starts, right? From yep. nine to 17. Let's eight say. starts. That's actually um, yeah, nine to seven. It's eight starts. My bad. So right. eight starts. For Drew, I'm going to put his completion percentage pretty low. I think he ends up completing like 53 or 55 oh, percent oh, of his passes. That's awful. Um, but I think he ends up having like effectively moving the ball, hitting some longer passes. 
I don't know what the yards would be. It's I'm going 2,000 yards. Okay. So on a 4,000-yard pace. Yep. 55% completions. <laughs> and... 15 touchdowns. All right. That's a lot. 15. That is a lot. I'm going 16. Ah, that's way too many points for this <laughs> offense. I, I got to dial it back. When Drew comes in, it's going to be electric. 12 touchdowns. Garbage time. Mm. Uh, but I think we see him, the record. The record. All right. I'm going to say they go 4-4. Four and four. Okay, let's just go through the games then. His first start in this scenario would be Cleveland at home. You calling that a win? No. Nope. Okay. All right. That's an L. At Minnesota after the bye. L. Yep. At Buffalo. L. Yep. Chargers at home. There's the dub. There's I the upset. I really hate to see him start 0 3. <laughs> what about 0 okay. 4? You could definitely. At Houston. Okay. At Houston. Loss. L. I'm actually. I'm going back. I'm going to say he wins his first start against the Browns at home. Okay. All right. Loses the next two on the road? Yep. And yeah. then beats the Chargers? Yep. Loses to the Texans and Chiefs on the road? Yep. Yep. Beats okay, the so Lions and, and Raiders at the end. Oh. Yep. That's four and four. I'm saying he beats the Bills. He takes down Ryan's Bills. Mm, it's pretty impossible there, juggernaut. <laughs> that's never even lost this season. All right. Here's what I, I, I came to here. I had, going through eight games, I had him with... 35 attempts a game because I thought the Broncos would be, would be behind. I said, okay, give me 175 completions. That's 58.3%. Okay. Okay? So getting scientific here. 6.8 yards per attempt is just a fair figure. Again, they're going to try to do things that will allow him to get comfortable. So 6.8 yards per, t- per attempt is below average. Yeah, that's, I hope that doesn't happen. So that's 2,040 yards. I put him on a 4,000-yard pace for this season. Remember yep. when that used to mean something? Now it doesn't. Yep. And over eight games, I'm going to say 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions. So let's uh, put that in, in the uh, – Let's put that in the Univac here. Do you get what a Univac is? Surely don't. Nope. Okay, Univac. It's a one man. It's a, a, a vacuum that only has one hose. It, you'd think that, but it's actually way, way back. It, it's one of those room-sized computers. Okay. That they used to have. Does it go like? And I'm pretty sure when that it they calculates things. Yes, and like it would have the the lights and all that. And I'm pretty sure that on the Jetsons, another old cartoon, that Univac they use as the name of a. Of a computer on there so 300 <laughs> attempts 175 completions 2040 yards 13 touchdowns eight picks that gives you a passer rating of 82.4 you're feeling good about it though yeah, yeah that's enough i'm not sure that's enough for me to say i'm going with him next year but now that's below average you just won too many games why to get a quarterback next well year. depends i mean i i th- I don't see them beating. I'm going to say they don't beat Cleveland. I'm going to say the wins come from the Chargers, the Lions, even though the Lions look good. That may be so, subject to change. And the Raiders. So they end up being, what, 5-11? and 11? Yeah, because you're 2-6 and six when you make that move, 5-11. and 11. Yeah, I think it's, you're too good. I mean, you can probably get the third best option in the first round. Jake Fromm? Mm, I, I mean, just, he's, I like him, but... He might be third best so, after. I, I like this exercise after. because it's brought me to a point where I realized that Drew, those are fair expectations. 
that's an average performance. What I'm it's realizing a little bit is, below average, actually, for but, where I mean, the NFL for a is rookie today. quarterback who's being thrown in halfway through the season, I'd say it's that's what you expect. Some good, some bad. You take lower, the there you have. Lower completion percentage. Um, I'm realizing that he kind of has to outplay expectations for the Broncos to feel comfortable with him. Especially if they're 5-11 and 11 and they're sitting there and a Justin Herbert is a possibility with a reasonable trade-up if they still like him. Here's the problem is I just I have a really hard time believing they're actually going to start to make games. So I think the sample size is going to be smaller, like six. Yeah, I do too. And at that point, it's like, man, you're you're going to base your beliefs on him at, on six games? It just seems unfair. I think they're going to hold him back as long as is humanly possible. I'd, if they're two and six, I'd like to see him start right then and there, but I don't think this team will do that. No. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be an eight-game sample size either. Remember, this was it's different coaching staff, of course, but this was the team that didn't want to put Paxton Lynch out there for a Week 17 meaningless game as a rookie. What a waste. Um, <laughs> so, in the end, I just I do end up thinking, like, man, Drew's probably got to, like, complete 60% of his passes at least. And 4-4 uh, and four is, is fine if he was actually to, to play eight games. Like, that's, that's enough for me. But he's going to have to show, like, this guy looks like a baller. And what if this is a weaker team if they've made trades? If they've said, okay, we've traded Chris Harris Jr., we've traded Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, well, then you lower your expectations for the win totals. Yes. As of right now, I have a very hard time thinking they draft a quarterback next year. Very hard, no matter the circumstances. Interesting. I'm, I'm totally on the opposite side of that. Hmm. Um, I have a hard time believing that if they have a top five pick that they won't take a quarterback unless Drew goes out and outperforms expectations. And, I, and if he does outperform expectations, I don't think they have a top five pick. Right. Because right. if he performs better than you expect, you're probably winning some games that you expected to lose, and all of a sudden maybe you and could start 2-6 and six and you finish 7-9. and nine. And there are a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year. It's mm-hmm. going to be hard to get a top five pick. Yep. Not in the back half of your schedule, though. There's not a lot not not a lot of easy wins. No, definitely not. But, but just, just in you general, just look around and you're like, man, they suck. They suck. They suck. They suck. They suck. They suck. I woke up this morning thinking about this in baseball, how there are more bad teams, especially in the American League, than there have been in quite some time because teams are more intentional about tearing down and rebuilding. And now we're seeing that in football as well, where the bad teams are worse because they're in asset accumulation mode. All right, Broncos, you definitely, definitely got your money's worth on that question. So great question. We enjoyed talking about it. Next one coming in from Cleavers83 says, Typical Trev, you're for sure not the only one that thought Zach saying the intro and outro, even though I've heard the boys say on pods it wasn't him. In the back of my head, I didn't believe them. Speaking of, I've reached the legendary Tim E. of Mm. Pleasure Horse, and he is starting the wheels turning on a new intro for us to get DNVR in there. Love it. Well, I kind of like the uh, the jury rigged, uh, you know, put our voices over at the uh, over the clear edit like we have. I think it's kind of kitschy and catchy. Our friend Count Flacula, guys, as a little homage to the latest alias of this show, I built this epistle without the use of each all of the pieces of the alphabet that make up the logo. They exist solely to assist you, exquisite fellows. Like number three equals Pat Bowen. Pat Bowen. The gloom twilight by which I live is a backlash to this beastly team's host of faults that squash my soul as each game seems to establish a mammoth set of miscues. 
Opposite of this 2019 team's style lack of, you boys will face a big shift of label, yet the gags that always populate each show betwixt you hosts seem to allow me some hope that this football club will ultimately equip each of us with both gaiety as well as joy, fist pumps, flacular. Uh, I didn't understand any of that, but I think <laughs> at one point he said, like, the team may suck, but you guys are still funny. Yes. Okay. Uh. Um, and that br- brings me to something that I wanted to address because uh, I saw someone comment and they said something along the lines of, like, it seems like these guys are taking joy in the fact that the Broncos are losing because, like, we still laugh and joke and, and have fun on this podcast. And, and I want to be very clear in the fact that we don't take joy in the Broncos losing mm. a- at all. <laughs> It, it makes to, our job harder, right. quite frankly. Going into that, look, I've covered yeah. this game a long time. I've been in some locker rooms where it was just peaches and cream because the team was doing well. Covering a losing locker room, especially as the season drags on, is it's a bit of a miserable experience. And, and the thing is, we, t- we cater this to Broncos fans. We want you to be happy. Yep. I mean, we're not going to sit there, rah, rah, wave the pom-poms and all that. But... It, it isn't good when the team is winning it, it's, or the team is losing. It's, 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 a, it's a poor set of circumstances, especially when if they can't turn around, it's going to be three years in a row of this. Here's the thing, though. Do you want to be following exactly. a losing football team with podcast hosts and people in your ear that are doom and gloom and it's boring and tell you how miserable it is and That's how a much funeral. it sucks? Or, or do you, do you want to have as much fun with it as you can. That's at least how I approach it. It's it's Mace, you outlined it perfectly. It's it's not fun this following is, this. We don't want yeah. this to happen, but we try to make the most fun of it so that you guys can hang around with us and stay connected to your team. And in the end, does us having fun with a bad team involve a couple jokes at their expense? Yeah. It does. Well, if you're but, a fan, you're joking. I mean, you'd rather laugh than cry, right? And I think... We're yes. trying to be entertaining, but we would la- we would rather laugh than cry. Right? Exactly. We don't want to be miserable because if we're miserable, people more people are going to turn this off. So yeah, I mean, obviously it's a it's a dark time. They're zero and three. We've never experienced that. But they, you know, we can try to to make light of a bad situation, or we can sit here and just be down in the dumps all day, and and that wouldn't be fun for anyone. So. I realize that sometimes it can sound like we're ragging on them a little too hard, but that's our way of trying to keep this thing light yep. rather than just being in the, with a dark cloud over the podcast every single day. And do you want to have low expectations for your team? Believe me, I'm from Tampa. I know all about that. Mm. You don't want that. Next one coming in from Love Thunder Down Under. He says, okay, I'll take the hit on poorly describing how to sing the DNVR. Bridge wasn't the right way to describe it. It's more like... D-N-V-R. Is that uh, what we did? Yeah, I think it is, kind but yeah, whatever. Yeah. For all of us that want to do some tailgating and have never done it before, can you please describe what will be the go? What will be the go-tos with the tailgates for the pre-Broncos game? What does one bring? Bring yourself, your drinking pants, and your fun shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's easy enough. He says, P.S., we will lose Sunday. I'm all in on hockey this season. All hail Kale. Winning with McKinnon and gunning for Gru. <laughs> I, I'm with you, man. I cannot wait for hockey and basketball. And our hockey and basketball coverage are going to be the best anyone is. Like, no one will have ever seen this good of this, this solid of coverage of the, the Abs and Nuggets ever in history. 
it's bold, but true, I think. Count Flacula checking in. <laughs> Any chance that Denver Rubber Company has a DNVR discount code for those custom rubber caskets they're selling? <laughs> Hook a brother up if they do. Uh, I believe you're thinking of custom rubber gaskets. Uh, and speaking of Denver Rubber Company, we guys know you love supporting local businesses, and that's in our blood. Uh, we're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company, and, and it may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is not someone who makes custom rubber caskets <laughs> or custom rubber other things. They, uh, since 1972, have been creating the highest quality custom rubber pro uh, products from custom die-cut gaskets molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. DRC offers innovative solutions to serve a diverse line of industries and they're an ISO or ISO, I don't know what that is, certified company that will work with you to design a final product that is both cost effective and will meet your requirements. And I also know that Mace doesn't know what that is because he would have corrected me by now if he did. <laughs> if you're in need of a custom design material selection for your product or have a deadline to make for a large order, do not hesitate to call the Denver Rubber Company at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com and tell them who sent you. Next one coming in from Matri says, I listen every day but re rarely comment. But yesterday, listening to the podcast, I thought I was hearing things. Mace, love your work, but I'm genuinely curious how you see the team getting to 20 against this Jags D. He explained. Flacco sucks, the line is worse, and Skang seems absolutely clueless. Oh, that's a little harsh. I'd be shocked if they broke 10, oh, honestly. Wow. Whoa. I hope you're right. Trust me. This just seems like a strange week to predict, then to break the threshold. Thanks, guys. Well, let's see. The offense has generated 16, 14, and 16. Should have been 17, if not for Brendan McManus missing the kick. So... If they just get 13, there's my pick six. There, there you, and that's 20. There you go. Yep, there you go. Not Philip Lindsay. Hey, boys, for some reason my comment wasn't read in the 50-comment pod, but basically all I said was for us fans not to panic because if we win games, that's always great. If we lose games, that's a pe better pick and therefore another chance at adding even more young talent to this team. Example, Jerry Judy. Hey, that's a good wide receiver. Yes. Also, <laughs> I'm going to conclude this comment that by saying that Breck Bruce really hit the spot. My favorite is the Colorado core. Keep up the great content, and we all look forward to the future of DNVR. Count Flacula chimes in and says, aren't you in high school? How'd you get those brews? And then Bumpy Buffalo responds, Count, I know times were different back then, but who doesn't drink in high school anymore? Well, I'm going to uh, live in a world where um, not Philip Lindsay's parents – bought these brews and allowed him to try one which is legal mm, you're right it is you are allowed <laughs> to drink underage under the the roof of your own house with your parents permission that is a fact <laughs> so way to stay legal not philip Lindsay. yes don't get us in trouble from Iceman, hey boys, it was nice to get my 10 cents worth on this DNVR podcast. As an aside, I love you three making podcast magic as always. My question, did I sleep through something? When did Johnny Boy Elway stop getting players that will only lose kicking and screaming? These guys only whimper. The Denver Broncos are soft, soft, soft. Go DNVR. Mm, yeah, we haven't heard kicking and screaming in a while. It's a lot easier to be kicking and screaming when you've got Peyton Manning as your quarterback. It's true. Keeping I, you in games. Yep. I start kicking and screaming when they start talking about 
the defense needing the offense. <laughs> <laughs> or the defense not being able to get sacks and takeaways just because it's behind. Yes, that is, that's what As I'm As we talked about yesterday. Oh, I'm hairless today. Yes, hairless Zach. It's like a hairless cat. <laughs> Next one coming in from Mike Wilkinson, 007. He says, hey, guys, remember when ESPN came out? Of course you don't. Your children. No one knew what the heck ESPN stood for. ESPN? Entertaining sports prank program nighting? What the heck? Well, with the new Dan VR, there is no question, and I love it. Congratulations, and keep up the great work. Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. Is Close. what it originally stood for. Wow, there we go. And Mace. DNVR, of course, stands for Do Not Virtual Reality. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're afraid of what would happen if everything becomes virtual reality. So we're, we're, we're trying to spread the message yeah. as fast as possible. It's a political campaign. Mace, when Mr. B fired Shanahan, I really thought one of the reasons was Mike's stubborn attempt to remake the team the 98 or 96 to 98 mold. Just a few more pieces and we'll be there. The cause of that rebuild was actually thanks to MCD and messed up as those two seasons were, it worked. Yeah, he wasn't trying to burn it down. He just accidentally left the burner on. Oh, McD, sorry. Yes, and uh, burned down the whole thing, and then they got to rebuild it. (laughs) And with Mike Shanahan, it was a series of Band-Aids, especially those last few years. Okay, if I can just you know, bring in this veteran line. Remember how many veteran defensive linemen they brought in between, say, 05 and 08? You remember Kennard Lang, Ah. Courtney Brown? uh, Simeon Rice part of that? Yes, Simeon Rice lasted half a season, got paid $3 million, no sacks. He goes on and says, I believe if Mr. B was still with us, we would embrace the challenge and start building for the future. Two things I have in common with that great man are a lack of appreciation for mediocrity and my love for the Broncos. Go Broncos. I wonder, yeah, Broncos, that's what they called the Broncos when they had all the Cleveland defensive linemen. Mm -hmm. When you had Gerard Warren and Courtney Brown and Kennard Lang. That were in there. Another guy, Mike Myers. That's right. I had to think of his name for a second. The next one's from Hacksack. He says, if we guess right, will you tell us what BSN stands for? (laughs) Nope, we won't. Uh, But if you come to a watch party or a tailgate or a bar crawl or any of the other events that we we host, we will tell you. It's just one of the few – it's one of those things that you get to learn after I've had a few drinks. Secret. (laughs) But, but, you know, you just gave out the key to the vault, basically. Well, yeah. A few drinks. Oh yeah, yeah, that is. I mean, <laughs> that's a Seinfeld reference. Maybe you we all we all know the key, and it's. <laughs> Maybe if you just DM me on like a Saturday night after a Buffs win, you have a better chance. What about after a Buffs loss? Uh, no, I won't respond. Okay. Golf guy thought this was an interesting stat. Please double check it, as I just referenced one site's data. 2019 yeah, quarterbacks no. that have started all three games: Joe Flacco with two touchdowns. On 110 attempts, which is a ratio of 55 attempts to one touchdown. Impressive math, I know. Is leading the following NFL QBs. Wait for it. Absolutely nobody dead last. It looks like that 55 to one attempts to TD ratio is on pace for the worst ratio since 2015. Where I stopped looking, it might be worse for QBs with 250 plus attempts in a season. I completely understand that it is maybe an unimportant stat in regards to quarterback performance, but interesting nonetheless. It's unimportant if you have a great run game that's producing a lot of touchdowns on the goal line. Uh, when you are averaging 15.33 points per game, it is kind of an important stat. Yeah, golf guy, don't shoot your game down. This was an impressive, an, an impressive mm-hmm. comment, an impressive stat because it is very 
important, especially in today's NFL when you throw the ball so much. And I'm sure those stats are right. And that's mm. that's bad. It shows you where the offense is. It shows you why they haven't got to 20 points in so long. And it works both ways because that 2017 defense, yeah, they were all riding yardage but had a ridiculous amount of touchdown passes allowed relative to attempts. Right. Yep, exactly. Next one coming in from Ryan Clayman. He says, hey, DNVR family, I'm going to keep this short. First, let's look at the pauses for the team. Sutton has stepped it up this year and looks like he can be a number one wide receiver, and Reisner is looking like an all-pro offensive lineman. Sign him long-term. Can't wait for my Reisner jersey to come in. Oh, that's a great jersey to get. I do have a quick question. Do you guys see the NFL at some point having a, di- uh, a disable list like basketball where they can put a player on the – or like baseball where they can put a player on the list for two to three games and then are able to take them off without waiting half the season? That's all I got. Love the revolution that is going on. Mason, welcome to the family, and good luck to you, Zach, and Fantasy this week going against the RRPPO 30 for 30. Classic name, RC. Thank you, and keep up the awesome work, RC, GM of the RRPPO 30 for 30. Oh, uh, they should. It already exists. It's the inactive list. That's what the league and its teams kind of consider that short-term IR, saying, well, you just deactivate him for a few weeks. Right. Yeah. I, I wish they would just create a I agree. short-term IR. Who wouldn't like it? I would love it. I have no clue. I, I really it'd work. You've Maybe got one. some old-school fuddy-duddies in football operations, some of whom who happen to be on the, com- on the competition committee who aren't in favor of this. And the other thing that's interesting here is if you have the short-term IR and then you sign a player, then that means you're paying more in terms of overall salary. So the owners might balk at that too. Right. Mace, do you know about the RRPPO offense? Run, run, pass, pass option? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how it works? No, tell me. So I invented it. <laughs> uh, it's the future of the NFL. Essentially, you put two quarterbacks in the backfield that are both run threats. Okay. So you have the option of running it with the, with the quarterback who, the, who gets the snap. You have the option of passing it with the quarterback who gets the snap. You also have the option of the other quarterback running behind him, him pitching it to it. Then that quarterback also has the option of running and or passing. Dangerous, huh? That's so insane. It just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the RRPPO. <laughs> Uh, next one's from Love Thunder Down Under. Can't believe I commented before the pod was finished. First the 0-3 start, and now this. How dare you fool me? I, like many others before me, it seems, were lured in to describe to BSN DNVR by one critical factor. That Zach and RK were a talented musical duo. <laughs> Zach with the chilling modern youth country tones, and RK as the musical mastermind but not gifted with the vocal cords of an angel. That is so rude. <laughs> I can actually like, I can, like, play guitar and sing. <laughs> But I was fooled. I should have known when you murdered your own intro, imposters. Mace, I fear you two were duped by these carlatans of the pod world. Charlatans. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I'd be happy to subscribe to a new pod where you and Ryan Edwards draw juxtapositions between Broncos history and the great tales of Shakespeare. Or maybe one with Kiz, where he talks about his relationship with the Broncos for an hour and you factually correct him. <laughs> I'm unsubscribing. No, but seriously, I did think Zach was singing it right up until about a week ago. I think I'd like to hear him give it a crack. Maybe it could be a bet y'all place. Well, you haven't been listening for long enough because last year we started a rotation where if the Broncos win, then one of us would sing the intro to the podcast. So we've been doing it this year, too. Yeah, we, we never <laughs> stopped that tradition. Zach, will you commit to it? Me? You picked them to lose. You're the one who has the voice of an angel. Oh, 
I guess. I'm All right, be, we're I, back. I think, we're I'm, back. I think I'm going to be singing on Monday. All right, we're like back, it. baby. Upstate Garbage Plate. Greetings, gentlemen. Your update occurred during my normal posting time of too early in the morning after work. Otherwise, I would have gotten this in earlier. I have a question for RK. You said you were going to start trusting your initial gut reaction to the hirings of the team. Your initial reaction to Frank to Fangio's hiring was lackluster at best, thinking that it was going to almost be almost a wheel spinning in the mud hire, if I recall correctly. Would you trust your initial gut reaction still? I love the rebrand, though. It'll take some time to think of it as DNVR as opposed to BSN. Much love. That's actually not true. Uh, Fangio was my second favorite option of all the uh, the coaches. Who was your I'm favorite? I'm just laughing because of who his favorite was. Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, 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 and then once Cliff Kingsbury was eliminated, essentially, then it was Zach Taylor. Uh, so I guess he was technically my third favorite. So Munchak was dead last. Yeah, I didn't want Munchak, didn't want Pagano. Munchak was actually my number one choice. He was mine as well. Interesting. I like the idea of somebody who'd done it before, had learned from learned from a previous experience, as time quickly proved in Tennessee, did a pretty good job with a team that really didn't have much talent. After they they parted ways with him, that train went off the rails pretty fast. I think what I said was like, oh, I, uh, they're 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 doubling down on the defense thing, and I think it could actually work this time, but. We're going to have to see uh, over time if that pays off. One thing that is concerning me is that they aren't stocking defensive talent the same way that they're stocking offensive talent. And they're going to have a, a exodus of defensive talent after this season. And then you're going to have to once again start stocking up talent before I think Fangio can hit his full stride. But at the same time, they need to stock offensive talent. I mean, the offense was a mess. Absolutely. But again, I, it's the leaky boat syndrome that Ryan Edwards and I sometimes talk about. You plug one hole and another develops. Right, and that's a lot better than leaky butts. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> um, but I, I just I, I'm a little bit worried about the fact that you do have young offensive talent, and you did need it, but now you're going to lose quite a bit of defensive talent. And now you're going to need that, and for a team that has doubled down on defense, that's a little bit concerning for me. Absolutely. From upstate. Garb, nope, from um, RVA, Bronco. RVA Bronco. Hey, guys, this is the first time sending a comment. And I, and the first, I want to say so happy that Mace is on the podcast. Woo. I miss Orange and Blue 760, and this fills the void. Great hearing from you, man. Since I live in Richmond, Virginia, it's really not easy to get good Broncos con- content. Also, I know this is late, but with Don Rising or pull in Lindsay. Probably oh, meant to type Reisner, Dalton, but there was yeah. a Dalton that's a, Reisner. That's, that's a, a that's a hell of an autocorrect oh, right there. Don Rising. <laughs> <laughs> got a new nickname. The, reminds me of the Batman. <laughs> uh, with Don Rise, Rising <laughs> pulling in Lindsay into the end zone for the touchdown, why wasn't he credited for the touchdown? Not a serious question. RVA Bronco. Donnie Rise. <laughs> Donnie Rise. He's the symbol of the Broncos' rebirth. Maybe there needs to be a T-shirt with a sunrise. And like in the sun, like there's an there's a silhouette of Dalton Reisner in the sunrise, carrying Philip like the ball, like yeah. we talked about. Yeah, Don like Don Reisner. <laughs> and I guarantee you, our guy uh, Eric or D Line Co could create a, a shirt that still says Dalton Reisner and also says Don Reisner. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Next one coming in from Bumpy Buffalo says, guys. I want your take on this stat. Flacco's on track for having 59 sacks this season. 
Will that be higher or lower oh, that's a lot than the more amount than Von Miller. of <laughs> <laughs> Will that be higher or lower than the amount of points he scores? Wow. Well, s- scores because he doesn't get the point credit for throwing touchdown passes. He only gets them for the ones that he runs in. Mm, so, so I'm going under. to say definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Still calling for Allen, and I'm sticking to it. At least then you would have an excuse to lose. With Ramsey out and the Broncos being three-point favorites, do you think the offense can actually get three touchdowns? No. But they can st- the team can still get 20 points. I think the team can get three touchdowns. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Dan Burke, May Scott McLuhan will be an interesting addition to the front office. If I'm not mistaken, he currently lives in Colorado and runs an independent scouting service from home and did some work from the, for the Browns in 2018 when they had a pretty good draft. He did, and actually he's got some Colorado in his background that lived here growing up as well. If we look at his previous picks from his time with Washington, I think he did a good job. Brandon Scherf is probably going to be the highest-paid guard this year. We saw how, up close how good Preston Smith is. Kendall Fuller is an excellent slot corner. Matt Ioannidis is an extremely underrated D-lineman and who we want Adam Gosses to be. Jameson Crowder has been a pretty good receiver in his career. The Eagles organization loves Nate Sudfeld, and Sua Cravens was good in his rookie year. So he definitely has an eye for talent, even though he picked Josh Doxson in the first round, LOL. At least he managed to hit on the mid-round picks, which are ultimately the depth pieces of a team. Good comment. Yeah, very From well Sir James Radio. Short and sweet. Broncos over Jags, 31-17. So he's on that side of there my There we go. Flack Attack says, hey, guys, I'm about to turn 24 next month, so I think you have a couple years on me. Thanks for the great insight on the Broncos-Browns game tickets, Andrew Mason. I'm going to wait until at least after the Jags game to get some tickets so I can get a better feel for whether they'll be able to get the Flack Attack back on track by week nine. Definitely looking forward to some locks-giving celebrations after we undoubtedly hammer the Browns at mile high. I'd say it's a lock for Drew to outshine Baker in this one and cement himself as one of the elite young quarterbacks other teams need to fear in this league. Thanks again for being our guys on the inside, and go Broncos. Thanks for the comment. Next one's from Broncos Text. What up, fellas? I'll try to keep this short, but I need to vent a little. My take on the lack of fire and intensity is directly related to the leadership or lack thereof on this team. It's my experience that any team will directly reflect the emotion and drive of the leadership in place and honesty Honestly, guys, if I see one more shot of Vic hunched over on the sideline, I may pull out what little hair I have left. You and Zach can go to like a club or something. You can go to hair club for men. Uh, Please, please, please put him in the booth. Call it a rebuild and at least give the young talent we already have some hope that the front office is making an effort to bring this team back to the top. Rebuild, rebrand, and restore the glory to the Broncos. Sorry for the lengthy comment. Go Broncos. Ride or die, I'll be here. TD Lindsay 30. Hey guys, haven't come in in a while, but still listen every day. I'll start off by saying welcome, Mace. I'm curious on what your guys' thoughts are about Phil Lindsay's production this year. I feel that Phil isn't having quite the same impact as he did last year and wanted to know if you guys thought it was because he can't quite get into a groove because he is splitting carries with Royce or if it's because of the new scheme or if it's because teams are game playing towards him. Thanks for all the great content and good job with the rebrand a little bit of everything I thought he had his best game last week getting into a groove a little better they're not blocking quite as well as they were last year for him they're not calling the plays quite as well as they were early on for him uh, in terms of getting him draws and and counters and that sort of thing and finally it's just they still and this was the reason they got Joe Flacco was to be able to scare teams over the top they still haven't scared anyone over the top and so they're they're 
planning to stop the run. If Philip Lindsay plays the way he did last week, then he's going to blow last year out of the water. If he plays like the first, not he, but his production is like the first two weeks, then yeah, it is going to be a disappointing season compared to last year. What's interesting, though, is that he has 200, uh, he had 213 yards from scrimmage in the first three weeks of the 2018 season, of course, his rookie campaign. This year he has 262, so he's actually, in terms of yards from scrimmage, He's over his pace from last year, largely because he's catching the ball more. 10, 12 catches for a buck two in yards so far this season. And because he's not starting as an undrafted rookie. All right, final one here. Coming in from Bad1888 says, My dudes, I think I just missed the cutoff yesterday, so I'm responding like a real G. And a real G, you are a bad one. Congrats on the successful rebrand. Coming from a guy that helps clients do this for a living, you guys knocked it out of the park. It has been really cool watching how BSM became DNVR and the growth it has earned over the last couple of years. Keep it up. This is only the start for you. That, thank you so much. That means a lot, bad one. It really does. Mm-hmm. Now, Broncos. This team is much more watchable than the 2018 team. The defense needs to get their monkey off their back this week. They need to silence the doubt of no sacks and turnovers. I expect us to have a really aggressive game on defense, and I also expect for Rich to come out firing on offense. Even though we're 0-3, I still think this team overall is playing better than it did under VJ. Yo boy, bad one. I think that's fair, honestly. Um, I, I truly believe that they are playing a little bit better. It's just their schedule hasn't been very favorable, and they're missing a lot of the key components to wins, like turnovers. Of course, they had that game against the Raiders in week one. You talk about the schedule. It was a game you needed to have. The Raiders are not a very good team. But Raiders in, in uh, the Coliseum is just not an easy game ever. Right. But so, it's still a game you had to have. For sure. Well, I think we catch your drift there, uh, bad one. And if you want to make some money, everyone, everyone wants to make some money. Well, the easiest way to do it is with drift car sharing. Do you travel? If, there's a serv- if you do, there's a service called drift car sharing that lets you park at the airport for free and then earn money if your car gets shared with incoming travelers. Whether you park for a few days or a few months, you will... Park at DIA for free and potentially make money while others enjoy the ease of travel traveling throughout the city on their visit. Travel worry-free knowing your car is protected by Allstate the entire time. You simply drop your car off and they handle the rest. What's better than that? If your car doesn't get used while you're gone, Drift Car Sharing will help you keep your car clean and give it a wash upon your return. And you still have benefit from free parking. Our sales director, Lindsay, recently took advantage of this and she can't stop talking about it. Her car was never used, but she parked for free. Didn't rely on anyone picking her up from the airport and came back to an immaculately clean car. Don't forget, you can also use Drift Car Sharing to borrow a car when you travel. Go to Drift, go to drivedrift.com to book your spot or borrow a car for your next trip. That's drivedrift.com to book your spot. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today, and Mace and I will be right back with you tomorrow. It's getting-